Blog Talk Radio. Hey now, everybody. Uh, you are listening to episode 17 of the Loaded Gloves Boxing Podcast. Uh, the show is returning from a three-week hiatus, uh, and I'm, uh, I'm back here with my co-host, Victor Atkinson. Uh, how you doing, Victor? What's up, man? I'm all right. But yourself? Uh, not too bad. Uh, it's much better than it has been. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Um, yeah. <laughs> Victor and I have a ton of stuff to uh, cover because we've been away for few weeks um what i'd like to do victor is start with uh or start by talking about the uh the lucas brown fight that went down last night did you happen to catch that i did i wanted lucas brown to win so badly i <laughs> i don't like Denny white man yeah you know i'm not i was never a fan of either guy but uh i was uh you could you could have said prior to last night that uh you know i was i was one of uh lucas's biggest skeptics uh, his resume was just really soft, and uh, I hadn't seen him really, you know, pushed or pushed or tested at any point in his career. So uh, I wasn't sure how the fight was going to go. Um, I expected White to win. I think by decision was my pick. Um, uh, before it went down, what 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 did you see happening? What like during the fight? I saw basically Stavern versus Wilder. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I thought too. Um, and I kind of heard that you know, sprinkled around online as well. Um, I was I was really underwhelmed by Lucas Brown. Um, I thought that he was just kind of a heavy bag or a plotting heavy bag, and he was kind of there Basically. for the picking the night. Yeah, and it was uh, clearly he he likes eating more than he does training <laughs> because his gut was hanging over his shorts, and, and he had the muffin top from from the side. So. Well, um, I don't when know. you're already a big guy and you take two years off of the sport, you're that's sure. what's going to happen. Yeah, and, and he's 38 years old, so you yeah, know, it gets it gets harder. <laughs> Once putting the weight on becomes really easy as you get older, and it takes four or five times the effort to take take that weight off. So, you know that yeah, it definitely makes sense. Um, now I don't want to go over too much of the fight because I thought the fight was kind of a shit show. Uh, was, Did you see the card though? Not just that fight, but, like the entire card. Uh, no, I actually I skipped. Man, uh, that well, no, was I a skipped. damn good card. It was a lot of fun. What? Yeah, I skipped. I skipped most of the card just because we were really busy yesterday, and I was just mm-hmm. kind of firing the engines back up for the show today. Um, but I made sure to tune in for the main event. Um, uh, what did you think of the rest of the card? Well, the main event was the worst part of it. Everything else, sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everything ended in a stoppage. Actually, pretty early stoppage. By early stoppage, I mean that the fight ended early, not that like it was undeserved. So, well, sure. I think there was one time when someone didn't really deserve to get stopped like that, but it seemed like the fight was only going one way anyway, so it didn't really matter too much. But okay, and I had a lot of fun watching them. Yeah, I, I had it on part. in the background. I just I didn't have a chance to really kind of focus on it and really watch it, watch it or take it in. It was just kind of like background noise while I was dealing with all the kids and stuff. But yeah, uh, yeah there was, besides the uh, Lucas Brown uh, fight last night, ESPN had a largely 
largely unforgettable card on last night um, that was held down in Puerto Rico. Uh, there was one fight, and I didn't I didn't write it down because it really wasn't that important to me, and I didn't think it would be that important to listeners. Where there was there was some controversy uh, in the stoppage, but um, yeah, outside of that, it was a, it was a pretty bland card. Um, now the uh, the crux of this show today is probably going to be consumed by uh, both our preview for uh, Anthony Joshua and or versus Joseph Parker and the Canelo Clembuterol Golovkin situation, uh, which mm-hmm. I know you'll have plenty to ta- uh, say, Victor, when we get to oh, that. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, judging, just judging, and I'm saying that just judging by what uh, we were talking about off the air before the show started. Um, so let's just jump into the uh, to the preview for next week's action um, because last last night's action was was fairly mediocre. Um, coming up uh, next Saturday, event. we've got yeah, yeah 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 per, yeah pretty much uh, we've got uh, Joseph Parker uh, facing Anthony Joshua, who I not only me but many consider the the kingpin of the heavyweight division, uh, although he doesn't hold all of the belts yet. Um, how do you see that fight going, Victor? Okay, I think it's going to be a couple of close rounds or a lot of close rounds early on, but mm-hmm. Joshua's going to be winning the exchanges for the most part. I expect Parker to try to stay away from him and like kind of outwork him, but it's not going to work out too well. I think he's going to like try to win by activity more than actually landing anything, just look busier than he actually is, you know, like a whole lot of fluff and no substance, basically. Right, and right. Uh, Joshua is just the better boxer to me. His control of distance is better. That's why I don't really see Parker having that much success doing this. I don't think he's going to be effective at all doing it. I'm expecting him to get stopped at around like the 10th round. Wow, Late you think stop. he's going to last that long? Yeah. I mean, Takam wow. lasted, what, like eight rounds versus Joshua? Uh, I think it was, yeah, seven or eight. I don't remember. Um, yeah, and people say that was early wow. stoppage too. But I think it's going to be about the same as that. I mean, Takam and okay. Parker are entirely different fighters, but as far as, like, the right. level of them, I think it's about equal, which okay. is the level below now, Joshua. Do you – yeah, oh, for sure. Um, now, what is, what is it in uh, Parker that you that you see or think you see that, that makes you believe he'll last 10 rounds? It's not so much, like, what I see in Parker so much. It's just that – just the style of it. I don't think Parker's stupid, basically. I think he has, like, decent movement. He's been in there with, like, stylistic threats to him, kind of, I guess. Like, some right. kind of, like, crafty fighters, basically. I think he's actually, because of that, he's kind of experienced, although he's pretty, you know, young and shit, but he's not, like, sure. green entirely, you know? Right. Right. Okay. Um, well, I'm picking, uh, obviously, Joshua to win, um, inside of six rounds, uh, I I can see scenarios in my head playing out where it maybe ends even you know really early in the first few rounds, three or four rounds. But I think it at least goes six. Um, I did a lot, a, a, quite a bit of research on Joseph Parker, uh, mm-hmm. not only today prior to to you know when I was prepping the show, uh, but over this last week to while while I was convalescing from the flu in a, in a nasty root canal. Um, I haven't seen – I didn't see a lot in Parker that, that made me feel really confident he could give Joshua fits like some people are, are predicting or thinking he might do. Um, I think I think Parker's biggest downfall, Victor, is going to be uh, the defensive liabilities he has when he goes 
on the offense or when he's throwing. Um, mm-hmm. His hands tend to get really low. Um, and, and I know enough to know, even though I've never actually boxed, that you want to keep one hand up when you're, you know, when you're throwing the other um, in most scenarios. Um, he, both hands always drop when he throws, especially his power punches. Um, and when he gets when he gets going, when his offense really gets moving, um, not only do his hands drop, but he tends to kind of lunge or jump in. Um, yeah, that's a big I problem. Yeah, I think against somebody like Joshua with that size and that power, uh, well, yikes, man! You know, <laughs> it's not just the size and the power. I mean, like those, they're okay. I mean, like they're huge advantages, but. The best thing about Joshua is his poise and his control of distance there. Sure. Well, and that's and that's something I noticed too is is Parker likes to work from the mid mid to outer range, um, you know, except for when he's lunging, you know, after he jumps in. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, he does he does he primarily does most of his his work from mid to to long range, and that's kind of Joshua's calling card. He's you know what I mean. He's not an inside fighter. You know what I mean. He's gonna yeah. Of course he's, he's not as long as he is and shit. <laughs> You're right, right. Um, and when I went when I went and watched the Takam fight uh, this morning, uh, I did that about eight o'clock this morning. Uh, I noticed that Takam was landing a lot of shots on Parker uh, on Parker's head um, be- because Parker was jumping in, um, you know, into the inside without 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 a lot of accuracy on his shot. So I think that's going to be a big problem for Parker. Um, he has some good movement, like you said. I, I I don't see him giving Joshua too many problems. Um, I think he might may give him some things to look at or to to say, hey, wait, I can't do this. I gotta go this way instead of this way or that way. But I just I I, I can't help but and correct me and you can tell me if you think I'm wrong or off on this. But I just I can't stop thinking that this is just a layup for for Joshua. No. No, it's not, not. a layup. <laughs> no. Okay. No, how, I mean, I mean, on a scale of one to ten, how how hard is this fight for Joshua to win? Um, scale of one, well, I'll put it like this: this is Joshua's second best opponent that he's faced in his career. Mm-hmm. So, scale of one to ten, I mean, like he's the favorite in this, and it's also in the UK, and I don't think sure. Parker is known for being a puncher. So if it goes to the decision, Josh was likely going to get the decision anyway. But as far as what's happening in the ring, like who deserves to get the decision, I guess it would be a scale of one to 10, 10 being something that Joshua should lose. I guess being, let's put it like a seven. Okay. Wow. Wow. That's pretty, that's pretty tall task then. Um, I kind of see Parker as maybe a, maybe a three or a four. I just, I just don't see him fighting much of a challenge. When you say, you think Parker's a three and a four. Who else do you consider a three and a four? Like, what are the fighters you consider below that as well? I well, I think Parker. Uh, well, that, that's a good question. That kind of makes me re- reassess him, um, because uh, you and I have talked about it many times on and off the air, where you have these two, the two heads of the heavyweight division, you know, are at the top of the mountain or slightly, you know, slightly below it, and then there's a sharp drop in terms of you know, talent, ability, and skill, as well as dedication. Um, yeah, I just, I I think Parker hangs, uh, let's see, I'm trying to pull a name out of, out of my ass here. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Who do we have in the heavyweight division besides the top two guys in Joseph Brazil. Parker? 
Molina, Brazil. who... Yeah. Um, Basically, I everyone think, that Parker's already... The Joshua's already beat, yeah. rather. I think Parker's definitely a, a step above Molina and probably Brazil. Um, so, Brazil and Molina would be like a two and a one, respectively. Like, Molina being a one and Brazil being a two is what we're doing here. Putting him in front of Joshua? Mm, I think so Brazil like definitely... So, at that point? Uh, that's the thing. I, I don't think those that's guys... Like, I don't think you're... I don't think this ranking was really good at all. No, no, no. I, I, I'm, a, I, well, I, I'm admittedly a, a, a very difficult or tough grader. You know, I, it's just I just I see Parker beating beating Molina, uh, and, and definitely beating Molina, and and, and probably beating Brazil. Um, let's see who else is there. Uh, yeah, I don't think Parker would. Yeah. I don't think Parker would hang in there with with Wilder for too long. Um, ah man, yeah, look, no, Parker can definitely. <laughs> not think he would beat Wilder, but he can definitely beat Wilder. Wilder is no, 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 Actually, no. no. Just, 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 say, this might be a tougher fight than uh for. Yeah, this might be a tougher fight than Joshua than Wilder would be. Okay, well, that's that's not unfair. Um. I just I I'm not too high on Parker. I know there's a lot of people out there that are that are that that have that share your viewpoint. And there's a, some people out there that I've ran across that are like, he's going to give Joshua fits, and he you know it's going to be this 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 big test. I just uh, I just don't see it, man. Um, but as far as grades go, or like giving giving Joseph Parker a number in this, I don't I still don't think it would be a seven, uh, maybe a five. At best, I just I don't see this being much of a I don't see him pushing Joshua at all in this. I think Joshua is going to take command after the first couple of rounds, and you know we we know the rest. You know, we'll see next week, man. I'm kind of excited for this. Yeah, yeah no, I'm I'm well. Anytime Anthony Joshua or Deontay Wilder or any 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 you know big name like that, you know that gets in the ring it's got my attention and there's there's always a certain level of excitement attached to it um i will say this, though, this is a unification fight that doesn't feel like a unification fight i've been saying that for a while it's just a fight that yeah. doesn't feel it doesn't seem like parker's a champion in this well it's because he's kind of obscure you know what i mean outside of guys like us who who know these these names and have, have watched them fight both on tv and on youtube and on streams and whatnot you know i mean who who the hell I is think, Joseph Parker? <laughs> yeah, to me, it's because he's suffering from like the odd man out. Like you think of the heavyweight division, you think of right now, you think of Wilder, right. and you think of Joshua, and then you forget that Parker also has a belt. So it's like, eh, this is like a stepping stone <laughs> to the Wilder fight. When really, like I said, this could potentially be tougher than the Wilder fight. Yeah, it definitely could be. Uh, Parker's <laughs> definitely a better boxer than than Wilder, or has better technical ability, but. Um, yeah, well, speaking of which real quick, just a quick digression here. Somebody on, mm-hmm. on Twitter today told me or tried to convince me that Deontay Wilder has good boxing fundamentals, but that uh-huh. he's sloppy and off balance because of his long, his, his long legs. The what? Those are poor fundamentals. If you're sloppy and off balance, that's what that means. Yeah, well, those, fundamentals. They, they, they try to defend Wilder and say, "Oh, it, you don't know what you're looking at. It's because he's tall and lanky." And I, I no, I, it's are not. You fucking, are you fucking kidding me? Are you out of your mind? You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I just, That's not I just how that see works. 
That's like saying yeah. <laughs> basketball players should all be – because they, he basically has a basketball frame that all basketball players should be, like, clumsy and falling over themselves every two seconds. That's right. not how that would right. be coordinated would be long. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a really bad argument. I just thought it was funny. Because it yeah, was that's like, a, oof. You're going you're gonna to try – and he was just trying to accuse me of hating on Deontay, and I don't hate Wilder at all. He's exciting because he's either going to – Put somebody to sleep, or he's going to sleep himself. Uh, you it, know, I really Wilder is like my guilty pleasure in boxing. I don't like to sure. tell people that Wilder is one of my favorite boxers, but Wilder is actually one of my favorite boxers. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm with I'm with you 100 percent on that, man. It's you know Dude, I, I'm one of his harshest critics, and yeah, he's yeah, the best to watch. He's fucking hilarious. That guy has the best personality. It's, it's fun to shout out Bomb Squad. He, speak it, believe it, receive it. He's retarded. He can't. <laughs> He is beautiful. He is the best yes. person I have ever seen. No, that's that's. I was gonna. Say, you said beautiful. I was gonna say beautiful mess. That perfectly describes <laughs> Deontay Wilder to me as a as a fan and as somebody who analyzes you know the sport and and comes on the air and talks about it. It's you know we are talking it, about a man that tripped over himself trying to throw a punch. I have not yes. seen that in championship match. No, I. I Ever actually. Well, let, let let me ask you this. Speaking of tripping over himself to throw a punch, did you see that uh, that video making making the rounds on Twitter and and on Facebook where uh, Wilder came uh, came into a, some building and and punched a a doll of, oh, uh, yeah, of with Joshua. with Joshua's face on it, and, mm-hmm. and he tripped over himself and he went he went like flying into the side. And I thought, dude, this guy can't get out of his own way even even you know for show. You know, it was just like he's like knockout, and I was like, "Dude, you fell down trying trying to punch a you know a piece of paper or plastic or whatever that thing was made out of." You know, that was hilarious. The pinata. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. The pinata. That's water. That's your boy. Yeah, yeah. Just, just as a you know, just to reiterate, and I'm speaking for you too a little bit here, uh, Victor. We don't hate on this show. Nobody here on this show or at Split D Boxing hates Deontay Wilder. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm very enthusiastic about the guy because when people ask me, casual, you know, sports people ask me, oh, is this, who's this Wilder guy? Is he any good? I tell them, you got to watch. This guy's Bambi this guy's on ice. Yeah, yeah Wilder Bambi on ice. Dude, that, that, coin that phrase right now, Victor. File a <laughs> trademark, dude. That's, that sums Deontay Wilder up perfectly. And you know what? Uh, we didn't get to talk about it because I was off the air with, with all kinds of family stuff and and illness and whatnot, but my God, that that last fight Wilder had. I mean, <laughs> rounds when I wish you and I had come would have been able to come on the air the following day because I had the flu and it was bad. This was like the sickest I'd been with with a cold or a flu since I was a little boy. So just to give, to give some perspective there on that, I was sitting here in the same in my office chair. Watching uh, on my my sixty inch TV, I was watching this fight, and round seven came, and when Wilder got wobbled, I jumped out of my chair, and I mean I was so fucking sick, like it was just it was it was insane. But that got me off my ass, and I yelled. I was like, "Holy shit, he's gonna go!" That was that was exactly what I said. Oh my god, holy shit, he's gonna go! And I saw. It was like you know they say your flat your life flashes before your eyes in your dying moments, and I saw mm-hmm. I saw the, the 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 Joshua fight and the entire fallout on Twitter like flashed before my eyes, like oh my god they should have made the fight oh my god what were these teams thinking they shouldn't have you know fuck marination all everything just 
went out the window like right in front of me. And then, you know, when the ref, when the ref gave uh, Wilder a few extra seconds there at the start of round eight, mm-hmm. I thought, Oh, th- you know, this, this is okay. This is what we've got. Uh, we've got on our plate here. You know, I, I, it was kind of obvious what was going on, but you know, uh, it was, I mean, how, how can you not like Deontay Wilder? I wouldn't say like, I'm a fan, like I'm a fan of Golovkin or Mike Tyson or, you know, like a Sergey Kovalev, but I'm a fan of Wilder's in terms of wanting to watch him fight. There's going to be excitement one way or the other because the guy knocks either everybody out or they're going to, you know, potentially put him on his ass or at least uh-huh. get him in trouble. You know what I mean? So it's like I can't stress enough how much I do not hate Deontay Wilder or just piss on him. I'm critical of him because that's my job and that's what I do. You know what I mean? It's very obvious. He's bad. We should not let people think that he's a good boxer. Yeah. If 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 anything, if anything, uh, that last fight he had that we didn't get to talk about and that we're talking about now, uh, the one thing that he proved or he proved to me was that he has heart and he's not going to give up. He's going to keep going. You know what I mean? He's going to push. But outside of that, it it's he is what we've always thought he was. You know what I mean? A very fundamentally flawed fighter who has tremendous size and tremendous power and, you know, a lot of energy and and good heart. You know what I mean? And and that's Deontay Wilder in a nutshell, but uh, (laughs) Bambi on ice, man, that's, that's the best thing I've heard all week. (laughs) But uh, yeah, jumping, jumping back to the Joshua Parker fight. uh, Yeah, I guess, I guess a five, I guess I would have to, I'll, I'll I'll say five, and I'll stick with that in terms of uh, how difficult I think this fight will be for 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 Joshua to win. I just I just don't see a lot of resistance there in in Parker, and I don't see a lot of mm, what's the word I'm looking for. I don't see a lot of or the level of ability I think one needs to to either topple Joshua or take him the distance and beat him uh, in Parker. I just I just don't. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you have anything else to add to that one? I mean, not really. That's pretty much how I see the fight going. Okay. I just see it um, being a lot of close rounds, where it's, like, decided between, like, two or three shots or just, like, ring generalship, which I'm pretty sure Joshua's going to be controlling that one. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. I just see Parker winning about two rounds before he gets stopped, but prior to that, I think the rounds are going to be, like, close enough, but you're still going to be leaning towards Joshua. Okay. Yeah, I yeah I I'm with you. I I the only thing I think the only thing we really differ on is how difficult the fight will be for Joshua and and when it ends. Uh, but mm-hmm. we both agree on the record. We're both on the record as saying it's a stoppage at some point. Um, yeah. You late and me around mid-fight. Um, now before we jump into, oh my God, I I almost even don't want to start this conversation because it's going to be huge. Um, before we jump into the Canelo Alvarez, Gennady Golovkin, slash Clem Buterol, banned substances fiasco. Uh, I want to remind our listeners that if they want to call in and talk to us, uh, they can do so by calling 657-383-0391, or they can send their comments and questions to us at either uh, at Split D Boxing or at 757-VIC. So now with that corralled and and, uh, behind us, uh, let's move into the big topic that uh, has or pretty much been the headline of boxing since it broke uh, a few weeks back, 
and that is the aforementioned uh, clenbuterol fiasco that's going on. Uh, Now, uh, if you're listening to the show, then you already know that uh, Canelo has tested uh, positive for traces of clenbuterol twice in his system. Uh, Oh, okay. Another thing, though. Before we even (laughs) Uh start with that. They're not even really traces. They're not even trace amounts at that point. Once you go into like nanograms above picograms, they're not traces anymore. That's just the substance. This, right. His numbers are actually way too high for them to be trace amounts. They could only be trace. Like it's above food contamination anyway. Like the 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 animal being killed or whatever is. They're above the numbers of it being fed that steroid or not steroid, but that substance, and then you eating it. They're above tainted meat. Okay. Now, do you think now do you think uh, that they're using the word traces as a way to damage control? Um, they meaning like golden. That boy. sounds like no. It sounds like like Vada said that because like the first numbers you can like argue that they're still too high for that, but you can like kind of argue that. I think Vada was just trying not to get sued, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> okay. Now and then now golden boy the tried to get ahead of it. Right. Now, you know much more about uh, performance-enhancing substances than I do or ever will care to know. Uh, So before I chime in with any of my thoughts on this entire clusterfuck of a, a, you know, (laughs) of a thing, um, I'm going to let you kind of take the reins on this one and Mm -hmm. uh, tell our listeners what's going on, what's, you know, what's real, what's not, what's exaggerated, what's what needs to be pulled back, et cetera, et cetera. So take the reins, my man. Okay. So it's not actually just computer all here. We need to look at a big picture here. Let's paint a good frame of what's been happening here. Ever since the first mm-hmm. fight, first fight, what we know is that Canelo kind of underwent a body transformation there. He picked up a quite mm-hmm. a bit of mass. He's looking a little bit bulky there. <laughs> That's not something that just happens, especially when you're um, already peaked, basically, which you should be if you're boxing at this level. But, okay, I'm going to give you that. We have loaded hand reps or legal hand reps. We know about that. Uh, yep. We have the images, or not images, we have the video posted of him wrapping his hands improperly, which actually creates a plaster. We have the Nevada State Athletic Commission lying and saying that that's allowed in Nevada, which is complete <laughs> bullshit, because you saying that that's allowed there is actually you basically saying that you're allowed to club somebody to death in the ring. It's complete negligence. That's actually a bigger issue than him taking computer or any PED for that matter, because... I'm pretty sure more people have actually died in the ring from people doing shit like that than them doing steroids. But what the fuck ever? Go with that. Let's see. What else do we have that Canelo did? Oh, yeah, the bullshit referee that said that uh, early on in the rounds, you're going to see Golovkin actually try to go to the body a little bit. But Canelo turns around and Golovkin ends up punching Canelo in around like the kidney or the back area. And the referee then warns Golovkin about doing that. Now, the problem here is that that only happened because of Canelo doing that, because he turned around. You don't warn Golovkin for anything like that. So Golovkin, what does he do? He stops punching to the body entirely. So now we have a bullshit referee. 
And we have Adelaide Bird and Don Trella giving rounds to Canelo that they should not have given him. And this is a recurring theme in all of Canelo's fights. So I wasn't counting there, but that's like five bullshit instances right there in the first fight that we know about. So, mm-hmm. no, I don't really trust Canelo to do anything on a level for that matter, <laughs> if we're looking at his <laughs> whole boxing career. But now let's talk about Clembuterol, what Clembuterol is, what it does, et cetera, et cetera. Now, clenbuterol, I'm not going to bore you with like the technical terms of what this drug actually is. Basically, it burns fat, it increases stamina, and it is primarily used in bodybuilding. I'm talking about in this context. I don't mean like using it like officially, like if you have asthma or some shit like that. I mean like for PEDs. For bodybuilding, if you are using it in conjunction with other PEDs like anabolic steroids, they can actually help maximize your gains. That is very important because it means that if you're using this drug, you're probably using it in tandem with other drugs. Now, I'm not going to just come out and say that Canelo definitely is doing that. I'm just telling you that that is primarily what you use this shit for. You're usually using it in addition with other drugs. So it's like a piece of a puzzle? Yes. Okay. And a lot of people have this idea of, Shout out to the Fight Journal, by the way. He reported this correctly, but one of his ideas is kind of off here. He suggested they should just, like, test everybody in Canelo's camp, and if they all show clombuterol in their system, then that likely means that it did come from tainted meat because you primarily eat all the same things. And if they don't, then it means that Canelo's a lying piece of shit and (laughs) that he's just using clombuterol as a steroid, or not a steroid, but as a PED. The problem with this is that clenbuterol actually has a very short half-life. It's, I've heard that it's only detectable for two to six days. I've heard because of the testing that VADA does, as long as two weeks, but that's still not a whole lot of time. By the time all this information came out, a month had already passed, so you can't do this even if you wanted to, unless he was dumb enough to keep eating the same food or anything like that, or keep doing the drug, which I doubt anyone would do that's just that's absurd (laughs) as far as the timing of this now clenbuterol is something that you like the timing fits with him using it as a ped actually you generally want to cycle off of your peds when the testing starts which is around this time so and then like i say use like use it at the end of your cycle anyway to like maximize your gains a bit so this is right when you would be using something like Clenbuterol anyway for using it as a PED. Okay, and just just be, to help me understand and our listeners, would did this did did he pop for this test? Are these two tests, Victor, because somebody fucked up on the timing and he didn't get cycled off quickly enough? Oh well, the way for these steroids work anyway, or I'm sorry, I keep saying steroids. Technically, this isn't a steroid. Uh, right. The way for <laughs> PEDs works is that your body changes over time. This is true for anything. And your numbers fluctuate as you grow older. So it's very, very, and also because of the training that you're doing, they cause your numbers, the numbers of the detectable substances in your body to increase or decrease. So it's very possible that as he got older and as he trained harder because there's a fight coming up, that they just became a little bit more detectable. It doesn't mean that anybody like fucked up. This could just be a thing that just ended up happening. It's all very risky. I think he just got greedy, honestly, if he did do it in the sense of like a PED. I think he just got greedy a little bit and like tried to push it a little bit further and he just ended up testing positive for it. 
or maybe he just okay. got unlucky and they just tested him. Because like I said, the window is pretty small. Like we think the window is like between two to six days or two weeks at the absolute most. That's I think he just got unlucky. Okay. <laughs> now let me ask you because mm-hmm. uh, we don't know whether or not he's actually guilty of anything. Um, and I don't think we're going to ever know because even if he is, uh, when people like Bob Bennett and uh, organizations like Golden Boy and the Nevada Athletic State Commission in general are involved with somebody who makes them a lot of money, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I mean? They can they can bury things, they can sweep things under the rug, um, and you know when you're you know Canelo's too big to fail basically, and so is the rematch in some respects, um, but uh, I wonder, Victor. And this and this was a big thing for me when it when it broke was um these aren't guys these aren't foreigners that came to Mexico for training um these are Mexicans native Mexicans uh that were at home training for this fight um that may or may not happen on May 5th and we'll get to that later um mm-hmm. but uh two of two of the guys on Canelo's team and forgive me for not knowing their names um were butchers I believe or worked with meat um, uh-huh. You have two professional butchers or ex-butchers, uh, Mexican butchers, and a Mexican fighter that all live in Mexico and were training in Mexico. Um, did they not know of the history of tainted meat down there? I mean, of course you know they I mean? knew, and that's also wise bullshit. I mean, like, even if we're to assume that they didn't do anything wrong, that's extremely negligent. It's not like you can just – okay, right. the way I think about this is let's say you went out drinking. You're already drunk now. Sure. You get in your car. You put your key in the ignition. Now you take a nap in your car. For whatever reason, you put the key in the ignition. You just take a nap now. Cops pull you over. You get a DUI. And you're like, oh, well, I didn't drive. Well, you fucked up so many ways that you – like, it's that bad. You knew about something already, and then you did the shit anyway. Most fighters, they are going to make sure they get, like, premium meat or anything. You're going to make sure that they can't test positive for anything. It's extremely negligent. And I don't think anybody's that stupid with as much money as Canelo has. I don't think the people around him are that stupid. I don't like this tainted meat theory at all. And it kind of (laughs) bothers me that they're even going with this because like I said, the numbers are too fucking high for to be tainted meat in the first goddamn place. Sure. Why are okay. people even making excuses anyway? They're like, every time I read a headline about this, they're like, all right, Canelo is positive, but you know what? It could be tainted meat. Like, why don't you just say that Canelo is positive and like add that in the text itself, but not the headline? It's like you're already making excuses for him. Right. No, I, I've seen that a lot too. And I, you, there, there's a big part of uh, me that wishes WADA would just make any, you know, any kind of, any kind of positive test. A positive test. It's always no. You know, they, there, should be no there should be no excuse for traces or trace elements, like you said, and and I was saying. Uh, I mean, these are well, all, these guys are all professionals. You know what I mean? How do you? That's not, not have... exactly true because these trace amounts do happen and they can happen. You just like do it on the subs uh, the basis that uh, well, if you test positive at all for any of this thing, you should just like immediately be banned. There should be an investigation, and Vada is doing this the right way. The only thing that I don't like is that they're saying that it's like within the realms of trace elements, but it it's not. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. that's the only issue I have with them. They did put this information out, and Vada also can't ban and they have no authority to ban anybody or do anything at all they can just do the right thing. 
WADA protocol sets the standards for this. They're the ones sure. that like set the, okay, this is a banned substance, this isn't, blah, blah, blah. VADA is the one that does the testing. Then the State Athletic Commission and the sanctioning bodies, the WBC, WBA, WBO, IBF, they are the ones that actually do all the punishing, which is a huge problem because it means that VADA can't really do anything. Okay. Now, what? how do you feel about... Uh... The Canelo camp moving up to San Diego right after the the tests were made public. I mean, does that does that seem suspicious to you? Does that cause you to raise an eyebrow, or or is, am I overthinking things here? Not at all. That doesn't matter in the slightest. Why would it? Well, I mean, if if painted meat was a problem, because they they seem to move after the test, and it was I I kind of took that as well. We'll get out of this you know this place that has bad meat or whatever. You know, we'll go up to San Diego where everything's clean. And it's like, well, if that was really the case, then why wouldn't you have done that to begin with? You know what I mean? Oh, I mean, yeah. That's what I mean, like negligent. They're negligent at best. Yeah, it's just it, the I mean, of appearances. But that's not what they were doing anyway. Yeah, it's I mean, all bullshit. that's okay. Because to me, it was like, well, you know, I know that you need to move, especially when a fight, you know, if you live or live and or training in an area that's in a different time zone or on the other side of the planet, you know, from where the fight is actually going to take place. I get moving to, a, you know, moving your camp or, or maybe not moving it. But in this case, uh, that was one of the, that was the second thing I thought was, was, well, you're moving up to San Diego now because of tainted meat. Did, you guys are all Mexicans. You didn't know that you had a problem down there. You know, it, yeah, it that's another problem I have with this. It's a well-known problem. So that's what I mean. Like, yeah. it's just, just, I mean, such I mean, even if, even if Saul didn't know, okay, you know, okay, fine, fine. The fighter is the fighter is is innocent by way of uh, uh, of 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 uh, ignorance. You know what I mean? Yeah. In that regard, he he pays professional people to take care of him and to make sure that he's getting the proper nutrition, the proper food. He's following, you know, a, a very rigid training schedule, and he's doing what he's supposed to do. Um, I just it none of it, man. None, I'll tell you, Victor. None of it sits sits in my stomach well, and you know they say it, if it looks like shit and smells like shit, it must be shit. You know I don't know that Canelo is guilty, but everything I've seen, and uh, including the way it's it's being handled by everyone involved, tells me that that something isn't on the up and up, or probably isn't on the up and up. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I you know it just oh uh, go ahead. So I don't think I even mentioned what clomidrol actually does here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I just okay, yeah, yeah. skipped over that part. <laughs> so a lot of people are wrong about this. Now, if you Google it, sometimes you will find information saying that clomidrol is an anabolic steroid or they have it in those terms or like in that category. It's not at all. Sometimes when they did testing, they did find that it had those results in rats and rodents and shit, but not in humans. If there are results to be gained from that, then they're very minuscule. They just don't matter. What clenbuterol is, though, is basically... I don't want to put this... Basically, it's like a diuretic, an EPO, and a substance to maximize your gains in conjunction with other EPOs. Uh, not EPOs, but other um, PEDs. So... By EPO, I'm just meaning like stamina. That's something sure. to help your your stamina because it's asthma medication that's supposed to do that. It's also fat burning. That's what I mean by diuretic. It doesn't work the same way as a diuretic. I'm talking about the results here, strictly the results. 
Clenbuterol is something that should be banned. It is an actual PED. It's not like meldonium or some shit like that where it's not supposed to be banned in the first place and doesn't give you any benefits. It is a real PED here. Okay. So it is, it is uh, despite some people trying to downplay its, its importance or effectiveness, it is, it is an actual PED. Yeah, it is very, very effective. It is actually one of the most popular PEDs used by bodybuilders. Okay, now how does this, uh, this is, and I'm asking this question not because our fan, our, our, you know, our listeners or fans may not know because I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. What does what does I understand that it's going to help someone, uh, a fighter while they're training? But what does mm-hmm. cl- clenbuterol do, if anything, to assist a fighter like Canelo in a fight? How well, how does like, that give him an advantage? Well, like I said, stamina is going to help you with your breathing. It's it's mainly used for like well, not mainly used, but it's also used a lot for cyclists and joggers or runners and shit like that. So if you have stamina problems, you want to get on a clenbuterol. It'll help boost that a little bit. If you want to maximize your gains for uh, bodybuilding and shit like that to make you a little bit bigger, actually, or so like get the better muscles to help with like lean muscle, you want to use Combuterol for that. This also explains how Canelo's looking a little bit more cut lately. Uh, diuretics less sick because Canelo's always actually been a pretty big guy as far as his stocky frame and shit. He's probably walking around at like, or not walking around in the ring. He's probably walking around at like, because he was one. 80-ish in the Amir Khan fight. He's gotten bigger since then, so we might be looking... Yeah, we might be looking at 190. You definitely want a a diuretic or something for that. So, yeah, for all of that, (laughs) Canelo would like to use Clombuterol. Jesus. So we're talking... (laughs) Jesus, a cruiserweight Canelo. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, it's not just Clenbuterol. I mean, that's all we know about. But again, it's usually right. used in conjunction with other things too. Right now, can can a fighter pop for pop, uh, you know, for a positive test for one substance or one substance, excuse me, and then have the other substances not show up? Is that possible? Yeah, it all depends. Yeah, it all depends on when you're doing them. Because, like okay. I said, use Clenbuterol at the end of your cycle anyway. So. Okay. Just like these okay. The shit. okay. Also, a lot of people don't get this, but for steroids, anabolic steroids, you're not actually on them at the time of the fight because they make right. you like stiff. You're doing them in the training camp, prior to the training camp. Also, if you have a guy that only fights on certain dates, like how, uh, let's say you have a fighter that only fights in May. Or September, or those big dates—they're probably <laughs> awesome shit. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, unless you're being tested year-round, twenty-four-seven, three-sixty-five, whether right. you're active or not. I, 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 you know, I don't know. I just, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, like I said, like I said uh, on an, on an episode a couple of months ago, I don't really care what a, what a what an athlete puts in their body, but when it creates an unfair advantage and it hurts the sport, you know what I mean? You know, people. People buy these fights or watch these fights because they want to see, you know, a competition. You know what I mean? I, I don't want one guy mm-hmm. to have some kind of, you know, grossly unfair advantage. You know, I, if Golovkin's doing everything naturally, especially at his age, and he's getting in there, he's putting in that effort in the gym and in training and then in the ring, you know, that that just that just fucking sucks, man, to see another guy 
You know what I mean? In, in this case, Canelo, he's going to be allowed to come in and, and do his thing, whether he's guilty or not, you know, with, with the, you know, allegedly with the help of, you know, these PEDs. So, you know, that part of it really gets under my skin because I want, I want a level playing field, you know, in any kind of competition. Uh, I want to see fairness, you know, prevail, but, um, now to kind of move the conversation forward, Victor, um, what are your thoughts on on uh, Canelo's quote unquote temporary suspension, and what do you think is going to happen when they have their conference on April tenth? What are you suspending him from <laughs> if the the meeting isn't like if the hearing is on April the tenth and the fight is on May the fifth? Like what what is this? What the fuck does that even mean? Temporary suspension, right? Like, it it, it and, does and nothing I, and I, and, at all. And, what are you suspending him from? He could still train. What What are we doing? Nothing. Yeah. That's what you're doing. Nothing. Well, and, and that's to make we've it seen look that, like you're doing something. Right, and we've seen that before, Victor, with with other fighters that have popped, where they suspend them for six months and their fights six or seven months away, and it's like, what a suspension is supposed to hurt somebody. If you're not taking yeah. any income away or 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 anything that builds, you know, helps build or or cement their legacy what i mean what is what good is the suspension you know what i mean it's uh, you know now there's now, to be fair to be fair and to be objective here uh because we haven't you know publicly seen any evidence that says you know saul canelo alvarez is, is innocent of uh, you know it really was traces of uh, you know uh, traces from, from tainted meat or whatever you know uh, maybe maybe the uh nevada, nevada athletic state commission has seen something we haven't that's that says he is guilty and you know maybe they've seen there's something else in the test that we don't know about that's you know that that shows them that they they need to suspend him but given the nature of the suspension like you said victor just a moment ago um and given the fact that it doesn't do anything but kind of damage control the situation or it, it allows the uh the nevada athletic state commission and and by further extension, Bob Bennett and even Golden Boy to save face and to damage control and to kind of lift the rug for the broom to come and sweep this thing under it. I mean, I can't help but think this is just a there's just a kind of a formality. Am I wrong on that? No, you're definitely right. This is all bullshit. You know, Golovkin for all of his um, fails in the English language, <laughs> he actually phrased yeah. it pretty well when he was saying that this is boxing. I'm paraphrasing here. This is boxing. It's a sport between two men, two men in a ring, not a team of scientists together to make one guy better than another guy. Cause that's what we're looking right. at. We're talking about PEDs here. And also there, when you're at the, when you have the resources that Canelo does, but I'm talking money and also connections in theory, you can get a scientist to uh, a doctor to test you and tell you exactly the kind of substances you need to uh, like maximize this. Like, oh, okay, you're a, uh, I don't know, you're, I'm just going to say some random shit here. Your testosterone level is like this low. So if you like up it with this substance by this much over this period of time, you can maximize this conjunction. Like that's what we're dealing with here. We're looking at, a team of people together to make basically somebody a super soldier. This is some Captain America shit that we're dealing with at this point. <laughs> right. No, yeah, that's a good point. You know, and one of the things that, that, that uh, crossed my mind too early on when, when news of this broke was, uh, and it was kind of a random thought that just kind of popped into my brain was, 
was if this is true, if, if Canelo is really juice, you know, quote unquote juicing or using PEDs, uh, you know, with, com, com, that combined with his youth, and he still couldn't beat a faded Golovkin. You know what I mean? Golovkin clearly, clearly slowing down. You know what I mean? And, and I think Canelo's a fine boxer. He's he's good. He's very good. But I just kept thinking, wow, imagine what would have happened if this is all true. Imagine the way that fight might or or probably would have gone had he not had the assistance of PEDs. I mean, he lost eight to four. You know what I mean? Maybe seven, five, nine to three on my card. Yeah. yeah, And I I knew uh, several other people that scored at nine, three for Golovkin too. And I think that's, that's not unfair or not out of the realm of possibility, but I just kept thinking, man, you know what I mean? And then the second thing that crossed my mind was was this if this guy's really cheating and you know with his connections and everything else he's got, it, you know you're you're taking away from another fighter. They're taking something away from Gennady Golovkin and all of this. You know you know what I mean? You know what I'm getting at here? I mean, mm-hmm. had had Golovkin won that he did win the fight, but had he won by knockout or, or legitimately on the cards, you know, uh, and the corruption not stood in his way, uh, you know, and I, all he would have left is Billy Joe Saunders, and uh, he's undisputed middleweight champion of the world. He stamps his ticket to Canastota, and he's one of the one of the best middleweights out there. You know what I mean? And and now instead we have this dog and pony show going where we've got a rematch coming, you know, and people are asking questions about bullfighters that maybe wouldn't have been asked, you know, had had things been on the up and up. But I. How do, what do you think, Victor? What, on April tenth, what do you think is going to happen uh, at the at this at this meeting or at this uh, you know whatever they're going to call it, this gathering of, of, of boxing minds and and power brokers? Do you think the fight's going to go off or come off on May fifth, or do you think they're going to say, well, well we're going to sp- suspend Canelo Alvarez for another six months and he'll just have to wait until till September to make his you know two hundred trillion dollars or whatever you know whatever he ends up grossing. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, if they do suspend him, it's going to be longer than September. So we were looking at like next year at the earliest for this fight to happen if they do suspend him. But I doubt they're going to suspend him. I There's too much money invested in this. They're going to try to make this fight happen anyway. Because it's not like Las Vegas says well, really it's Nevada, but Las Vegas has that much credibility anyway. Like anybody that knows anything about the sport knows this is the dirtiest fucking organization period so it's not like they're saving themselves any type of credibility by like suspending canelo they're pretty blank with right. their bullshit so 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 you think this this temporary suspension is 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 basically Just a temporary the, the, suspension. The, yeah the, the slap on the wrist to say hey we're we're acting you know in accordance mm-hmm. with our rules or you know the governing body or whatever it is you know that's yeah, going man. on over all there, they're gonna right? do is say that like oh so after investigations in the hearing we've ascertained that Canelo hasn't done anything wrong and that it did confrontate me and blah blah that's what they're going to do and without ever showing the public any they're sort also, of evidence right <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure they're going to like show some evidence but it's going to be like I'm pretty sure what they're going to end up doing again shout out to the fight journal because he's the one that first set this idea. They're probably going to bring in by their, I mean, like Canelo's own doctors or whatever, going to come in and say that, like, based on what I know, this is, um, these are within the realms of tainted 
meat or contaminated meat. Mm-hmm. And because they're not going to bring in their own doctors to confront this, it's just going to be what this one doctor said. And then fans are going to be like, oh, well, even a doctor said that this is in the range of tainted meat anyway. And like, this is what right. we're going to deal with. Right. No, because you can make a doctor say anything. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Of course you can. Of course. Well, yeah. Uh, well, like I said, when it broke, uh, you know, if the cash is there, you know, boxing brass does not care. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of people, you know, I know Dan Raphael today uh, tweeted out uh, a couple of times that, you know, the fight was the fight on May 5th is in, in serious jeopardy of being canceled. And it's like, dude, we're talking about Canelo Alvarez, like, you know, the number one or number two highest grossing fighter in the world. And then, you know what I mean? You've got the Nevada Athletic State Commission. You've got Bob Bennett. You've got Golden Boy. Uh, you've got, you know, the, the name of Golovkin. I mean, there's so much money surrounding this fight and that's going to be made off this fight, it, assuming mm-hmm. that it moves forward. I mean, ha- given the players that are involved, and, and I just don't, I don't see it being canceled or even postponed. Um, I can see a scenario playing out where, you know, there, there's another slap on the wrist where we're going to investigate further so Kylo can't fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They may strong arm this like and like make him pay a fine. That's what I actually probably right. going to do. Okay. Yeah, I, but I but I don't see, and I'm sure you'll agree with me. I, I just don't see it getting getting canceled or postponed. Uh, to be and to be honest, I think this is the the best bit of marketing that could have happened to this fight because prior to Canelo mm-hmm. popping for these tests. No. Oh, see, this no, 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 no. But but nobody was really talking about it before this. I agree with you that it's bad, but like now everybody's you know everybody's more people are talking about it. People are picking sides, and you know it's it's bringing the haters and the fanboys out. You know on both sides. So you, know, mm-hmm. you, do, you no, disagree with that? Strongly, I'm gonna tell you why. Because a lot of people are worried if this fight is even going to happen. So a lot of fans that would like to come out to see this fight are even reluctant to do that now. Like, I think it's still going to sell out, so it might not matter that much, but it does hurt things a whole lot because people are, they're not even sure if they can, if the fight's even going to exist. So it does hurt things quite a bit. A lot of people are losing interest into this more than gaining interest. They're talking about it, but that doesn't actually reflect how much they're willing to, like, invest in this. This is bad. Hmm. Okay. I'm just following or following what I see or remembering what I see on Twitter uh, on my timeline and some of the comments I get on, on the Split D Boxing Facebook page, a lot of people are like, well, now I'm, I'm anxious to see, you know, Golovkin knock this guy out or, you know, well, yeah, Canelo's going to do this. Well, yeah, those are also the people that were going to watch the fight anyway. Watch the I don't fight, think anybody, right. yeah, I don't think there's anybody that's like, oh, because one guy tested positive or something, we don't think this fight's going <laughs> to happen. No, I definitely yeah. want to see this. Nobody thinks like that. More yeah, people so are just, more like, oh, this is dirty. I don't even want any part of this. This is bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, I, no, I know, and I know guys like us and, and the people that kind of frequent Twitter for boxing are like us. Uh, I don't think I think that you're right that it's bad, in, in, you know, for for those people or people like us. But uh, the casual fan, I for some reason my brain just can see a scenario where Golden Boy twists this into some kind of positive for the promotion of the fight. I, you know, where I don't know, it just. You know, like like There's like. No uh, still a positive. Yeah, I don't know. Nah, I don't know. The only the only positive for this, besides Canelo's test, haha, is Bada. 
because it shows that sure. they're actually doing their job. They're the only people that, because this is actually what you want to see. I, I don't mean want to see in the sense that, like, you definitely want to see the guys using steroids. I mean, like, you want to see, like, a high-profile guy that has the resources right. to, like, sweep the shit under the rug. You want to see them get to have what's coming to them. Yeah. Right, right, like, right. A can't punish anyone, but they can at least put out the information, which is what they did. So this is what you want to see. Okay. If you want to clean sport, this is something that you definitely want to see happen. Well, Especially yeah, if you're in a position well, that, like, if you're taking the position that, like, everybody's on something, these guys are all on something right now. Well, this is proof that some guys are, but some guys also aren't because they're not testing positive and they're being tested. Right. Well, have you, have you seen the people... Uh, I guess you could call them Golovkin haters on Twitter that are like, well, why isn't Triple G submitting hair samples? And it's like, he didn't dude, he's not. He's already yeah. tasting, he's taking Vada 365 anyway. What the fuck? Yeah. 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 I, I told everybody the same thing you just oh. said. The, the, the guy that tested clean, you now want to submit to further testing because your guy tested positive. I mean, how fucking mm-hmm. stupid is that? You know what I mean? How dishonest oh, are Nor? Uh-huh. The hair sample thing, I'm not exactly sure how this works exactly because that type of testing was primarily used for narcotics anyway. And from what I've read, it only really works if you know the substance that you're testing for anyway. And we know that he tested positive for computerol. And even it, like, I don't see what more we're going to find out. We're going to find out he's been. Having he had that in the system longer, that still has the taint of meat excuse if that's where they're going with. So it, I don't think it does anything at all. Okay. <sighs> Man, all, dude, all, this whole thing like leaves me with a bad taste in my mouth. I, I gotta tell you, I just I didn't. Uh, to be honest, I didn't have a ton of interest in the rematch, only because of the way the first fight concluded. And all, yeah, all I the, thought you know, the, I thought Golovkin was going to get fucked again, so I didn't really care that much. Yeah. Well, yeah, I thought he would. I mean, Saul's got even without the clombuterol uh, allegations, you know, surrounding him. Uh, Alvarez has like the backing of like all the major power players in the sport. Golovkin's the the odd man out here. He, you know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I thought even without the the drug thing happening, Golovkin would either lose by points legitimately this time because he's slowing down, or he would get screwed again. Um, the only way the only way that Golovkin is going to win this rematch is by knockout, regardless of of whatever you know drugs Alvarez may or may not be taking. Um, but because he had won the first fight eight four or even nine three or hell even seven five, you know, and he did so, it was a clear win. It wasn't like you know it was competitive, right. but it wasn't like it wasn't like wow you know Golovkin squeaked by Canelo, and it was very very obvious who won. Um, and you know what's the funniest thing about some random ass people complaining? I'm not complaining, but like saying that it was a draw or like a legitimate draw. Usually when a fight is a draw, you can argue that the other guy also won because it's a fucking draw. Since you can't argue that Canelo won, guess what? Probably wasn't a fucking draw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that goes back again to what, what uh, we've talked about and you always make sure to bring up. Is the 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 one eighteen one ten score overshadows the draw that uh, Glenn Trowbridge had, and that's the a draw is just as offensive to me as yeah John Trowbridge. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry, <laughs> sorry. I get I, I'm getting my judges mixed up, um, but uh, to me that is just as offensive 
as one eighteen one ten because it's clear yes. it's clear corruption. It's bull. It's just bullshit. It's straight up bullshit. You know what I mean? Uh, and we don't have to go into that too much again. But you know, one score. It's kind of like PEDs in that regard. They're using one. You know, the most egregious score to to, to mask the less controversial one, even though they're both bullshit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, my interest in, in, in the rematch was was low. I, well, I wouldn't say low, but it was kind of like, eh. I mean, being a huge Golovkin guy, it's like I want to see my guy fight, but do I want to see him go out that way and get screwed again? Or No, not really. You know, And I don't think he's going to knock Canelo out just because Canelo is you know, is, is going to move a lot and go, you know, Gennady's slowing down, so... You know, eh, whatever. Now, now I have even less interest in it, um, just because of the allegations. Uh, again, I'm not saying that I know that Alvarez is 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 a cheater or is using PEDs, you know, to any degree. But you know, I'm very very skeptical and I'm very very suspicious of Alvarez uh, and his team. End of Golden Boy. End of the the Nevada Athletic State Commission. End of Bob Bennett, who runs that organization. It just it all smells something awful to me, man. I you know, um, I mean, where where how where, what's your interest level in the rematch? Uh, scale of one to ten, like a three. Yeah, yeah, that's that's about where mine is at. And I got to tell you, Victor, and, and I'm sure you'll agree with me. Um, even before the 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 allegations, uh, you know, or the positive tests were made public, I'm I'm more excited about the Usyk uh, Usyk Gasse of. Uh, Fight. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, the, the, the it's actually a rematch. fair fucking fight. It's two guys that I know yep. aren't cheating at all in anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's the highest yep. level of the sport. It's yep. the number one and number two guy in the division. It's a big ass tournament. This is the fight of the year to be right now. Yeah, no, you're right. And there's there's no there's no controversy surrounding that fight. Uh, and like you said, it's it's the two best cruiserweights in the world, you know, getting ready to square off for everything and for this huge trophy and this prize and this, mm-hmm. this recognition and this fame. And who knows where the winner of that that fight goes afterwards? But it, you know it's going to be the green, you know, even greener pastures. You know, I don't think the the the, the winner or even the loser of that fight is going to go backwards um, in any in, in any regard career wise. But yeah, I mean, my 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 uh, my I guess what do I want to call it? Uh, I've been out of the game a while, so I'm not quite the wordsmith I was a month ago before everything stopped. Um, I'm hyped for that fight on a scale of one to ten, probably a nine, mm-hmm. uh, eight and a half or nine. And Golovkin and Canelo, I'm with you, man. Uh, probably a three, maybe a four, just because I'm such a huge fan of Golovkin, uh, and I'm a fan of Canelo too. Or you know, now if it turns out that that you know that if some evidence is presented that clearly demonstrates that he's a cheat, then my you know my fandom goes out the window. Uh, you know, I, I I'm not going to back a guy like that or. or, or get excited about a guy that does that. Cause that's, I think that's just completely distasteful to do. Um, now I did want to ask you, Victor, cause you mentioned very briefly when we started talking about uh, this Canelo situation or the PED allegations, uh, his hand wraps. I wanted to talk about a, that oh, a little yeah. bit more because, because uh, I, I wanted to give you the stage and let you, let you rant and, and, and get the information out there. But um, to me, that's kind of like the one fourteen one fourteen scorecard they turned in in the first fight um in my eyes it's getting completely overlooked in in, mm-hmm. in my opinion um am exactly. i wrong to think that's that's a bigger deal than than, than it people is. are, are it making is it out a to be? much bigger deal people have died because of this 
And okay. we're just like, oh, well, Computerall. Okay, look, Computerall is an actual PED, but come the fuck on. I would much rather fight somebody on that shit than somebody with loaded gloves. That's right. basically getting right. beaten with a club or like a brick. That is, no. Entirely now, now, yeah. <laughs> now, I want to interject here real quick, too, because it's important. Uh, I want our listeners to know, uh, and you're, you're definitely the man to ask on this, uh, or to make it clear, I guess I should say, uh, clenbuterol and other PEDs aren't going to make you hit harder, correct? They're not right. going to turn you into a knockout puncher. But wraps, obviously, or loaded wraps or gloves do serious damage, and people have yeah. died from that. I mean, you can take steroids, and they will, in turn, make you train harder, which, in turn, will make you hit harder. But even that is not the same, because, like, that's new training. You have to actually, like, do some shit to get that benefit even still, even with that. It's going to help with explosiveness, but you definitely still have to, like, put in the work to get there. Hand wraps is just putting on brass knuckles, basically. Oh, yeah, that's that's a much... And I, I, you know, as as against PEDs as I am, as much as I want to see a fair playing field, I think I think loaded wraps or loaded gloves, whatever you want to call it, is a far more serious offense. I mean that's I think it's technically by law it's assault because it falls yes, outside it of is. it falls outside of the regulations of the sport. You're actually trying to do harm, a greater harm than what the sport allows or, or necessitates you to do. Um mm-hmm. so now now heading into this rematch, and I'm going to assume and I know it's uh, it can be foolish to assume, but given the nature of this sport, given the nature of all of the players involved in this this entire fiasco, Victor, I'm going to assume that this fight is going to happen uh, on May 5th. Um, how 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 much of a factor? Uh, um, because I know this is different than what uh, what uh, um, uh, God, why am I'm drawing blanks today? And I apologize to you and everybody listening. Uh, the it's fight like at Panama. Month, You're rusty. Yeah, the, cool. the, the well, I have I've 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 glanced at Twitter over the last month, except for the last two days where I kind of got the engine going again. I haven't really, you know, aside from watching the big fights, I haven't really been involved with the sport. But uh, and I'm ashamed because I should know this name. The the guy that Panama Lewis was was guilty of uh, rapping, and he killed. Uh, it led to the other guy end up dying later. Oh yeah, shit. Was um, it Billy Con? Was it Billy Con? That sounds right. Yeah, I think it was Billy Con. And I, uh, the damage that was done in that fight, uh, the the you know, kind of hate to bring up the Margarito thing because there's so much controversy around that, and I don't want to take shit for saying that he, you know, he. Yeah, he Billy Con. Yeah, it was Billy Con. Billy Con. Billy Cone. Uh, the Panama Lewis thing. Uh, you know, fighters know when they're being wrapped. And they know what they're being fed, um, I, I, because they're in it with their, you know, they're all in it together with their team. You know what I mean? If, mm-hmm. if you were my trainer, Victor, and I came in, and you know, you're not going to load me up with drugs, you know, without my consent, and you're not going to wrap my hands without consent. Um, I mean, this is part of the game plan. So my question to you is, how much of a factor, if if Canelo's allowed to do this again with the wraps? Um, how much of, of a factor is this in, in the re, in the rematch? It's a huge factor. I mean, would you fight a guy with brass knuckles? <laughs> no, no. And I mean, well, we know Golovkin's slowing down too, but uh, we saw that that right hand. I think it was that that Canelo caught Golovkin with Golovkin kept coming forward like a yeah. you know what like the a Terminator. Fuck is Golovkin made up, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But see, but see, but I, I brought that up. To, I brought that up to somebody else on on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, and they were like, "That just shows me that Golovkin's also on PEDs." Now let me ask Mm-mm. you. Again, no, the there is actually here, no. <laughs> can, can a P? Is there any PED out there no. that will that someone like Golovkin could take that will say, you know, I can walk, I can walk through a wall now. You know what I mean? I can, t- uh, I can take. I can. I'm a middleweight, and I can take Anthony Joshua's right hand. You know what I mean? Uh, we are. We are not at the Captain America point yet. We we can't yeah. do that. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, that, there yeah, are I, some I, things I, apparently that you can take to like boost your recovery time, and like like I'm on the verge of getting knocked out, and now I feel a bit better. There are some things I don't know what the fuck that is, but I've seen right. guys have that reaction, and I know that's not normal, and I've seen it a few times, and right. I'm pretty sure that there is some kind of drug that does that. But that's not the same as what happened there because Golovkin wasn't even affected. So, no, there is nothing that does that to my knowledge. And Do you know the name of the drug, and I'm sure you'll know what I'm talking about even if you don't know the name, that allows a fighter – excuse me – allows a fighter to – May, like you said, run at, run empty his tank, you know, early to mid fight, and then they get that big second win later where they come back and they either win big on points or they drop the guy late. Uh, do you know what that what that drug is? Oh, you can do that with a lot of EPOs. Okay. You can do that with just okay. like meth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we well we see that a lot and we've seen it recently too. Um, you know, where these guys, they, you know, they're down and out early or in mid fight, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's it's you would have sworn they just came out of the dressing room, you know. Uh, you know, primed and ready to go. It's like, where did this come from? What the hell? Sure, you can do that with adrenaline. Okay. Now, does does clenbuterol help with that, to the best of your knowledge? (laughs) Not to that extent, no. No, clenbuterol is just like general stamina. You're not going to see a... Basically, clenbuterol keeps you steady. It doesn't, like, let you deplete and then go back up. So kind of like the way Canelo performed in the first fight against Golovkin. Well... (laughs) No, Where he never he did decline. Yeah, well, I mean, I think there's a natural decline no matter what you're on or what you're. Oh no, no, you know, no, no, no! Computer all definitely. That he was probably if he was doing it now, he was probably doing it then. But how do I want to put this? Um. Hmm. Clenbuterol isn't like a miracle thing where sure. it helps you that much I mean it does help you a lot but it's not going to do it to that extent where you can be like that drained and like stay steady I mean he probably was on it then he does seem like he was on it then especially since he tested positive for it now but when we're looking strictly at terms of like based on what I just say like keep you steady and then you see like a decline there you're to say that like that's exactly what it did there is kind of wrong okay now, how would you? How do you feel? Um, you, it kind of it reminded me of something that I wanted to almost forgot to bring up, brother. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you make of these people that uh, that are upset with Golovkin for speaking out or against Canelo? Oh yeah, I'm and glad what... you talked about that too. <laughs> oh, I, that is weird as fuck. How do you even yeah. get it yeah. in your brain that like, oh, so this one guy is cheating? Canelo, that's what we're suspecting. So Golovkin yep. for talking about it is wrong because he should just shut up and and fight. Like, yeah. 
Like, you, it reminded. Is, is Canelo your girlfriend? Is that what this is? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean that's ex, it's extreme like fanboyism oh, sorry, in I'm my sorry. opinion. Is Canelo, your boyfriend. I feel like that's more of like a feminine trait, just to be like, yeah. oh, no, I'm not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of liken it to uh, somebody cheating on their boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, or spouse getting caught, mm-hmm. and then the person that gets caught goes, "How dare you look in my phone or read my emails or follow me yeah. around?" <laughs> It's like, dude, bitch, you're fucking cheating. You know what I mean? You're breaking, or you're breaking the law. You're breaking the rules. You're doing something you're not supposed to do, and then you have the audacity, audacity to be upset with the people who are calling you out over it. And what the fuck is going on? You know? How do you? I mean, exactly. How do you do that? Yeah, it's it's just. I saw that. I saw that start what like last week, and I just thought. Yeah. What the fuck is going on with the, with the boxing community here? Some because some of it some of it came from people not maybe not that I have a lot of respect for, but people that I enjoy talking to, and I was just kind of mm-hmm. like, I was like, say what, say what, and they private message me or direct message me, and they're like, bro, you got to recognize here, you know, uh, Canelo, you know, maybe he tested positive, but Golovkin might be on some something too, and it's like, dude. He didn't test positive for anything. Maybe he's on something, but nothing came through. When the moment Golovkin tests positive, I'll be the and I'm a huge fan. I'm wearing my Golovkin shirt right now as we speak, or one of them. As soon as the day Golovkin tests positive, the day I become his harshest critic, and I'm all over that shit. You know what I mean? I know you'd be the same way, and 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 a lot of the media that are also Golovkin fans, and I won't name any names, are going to jump his shit. Imagine if Golovkin tested positive. People would be oh crying for him to be executed. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right, Victor. Absolutely. And that was one of the, the, the other things I wanted to make sure we covered in this in this entire thing today, too. Uh, and even moving forward, uh, if had this been Golovkin that tested positive twice, not once, but twice, people, he would have been fucking stripped by every or- uh, sanctioning <laughs> body. Uh, uh, Abel would have thrown him out of the fucking gym. And he would have been banned from boxing for life and then probably locked up in some jail somewhere because, I mean, he does, Golovkin doesn't have the backing of golden, a golden boy. He doesn't have the backing uh, of the Nevada Athletic State Commissioner or, more specifically, Bob Bennett. He doesn't have oh, judges dude. in his corner. You know what I mean? Speaking of backing, I know you said you haven't really been paying attention to that much shit, but have you seen the little clip on ESPN where I think it was ESPN where like Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith are talking about it, and Stephen A. Smith is like sucking so much dick that he's just like, well, you know what, Golovkin should just keep his mouth shut and like just go along with it because oh, you know, you know a, he's a big star, and you know these guys they they're they're all on something. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the same fucking clown that. Uh... Tried to excuse the 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 two obviously corrupt uh, or evidently corrupt scorecards mm-hmm. in the first yes. fight when he was arguing yeah. with Teddy Atlas and you know mm-hmm. it's it, trying to make Teddy look like he didn't know what the fuck he was gaslighting Teddy basically and that's mm-hmm. the same shit he was doing here with Max Kellerman it's like you know mm-hmm. what dude a, a positive test is a positive test and if the levels uh, off, why again, even you... have the fucking testing if we're just going to do this anyway like oh right. well you know it doesn't matter right. what's the fucking right. point of doing yeah. it if that's where we're going with now now what does this say and I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not accusing ESPN or Stephen A. Smith of, of anything here but I have to ask and throw it out there Victor and I want you to give your thoughts before I go off on anything what does it say about the the, the, the health of the sport the sports media 
and its fans when shit like this is going down across the board. When we're attacking the guy who's clean and we're trying to or we're trying to punish that person and we are you know, we're 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 trying to give a pass to the guy that has two positive drug tests on the table. I mean, what does that say? Dude, the boxing media right now, like the official media, they act like they're they're the promoters more than anything else. They're like, oh, well, I have to keep pushing well, this one they? guy. So, <laughs> I mean, aren't they yeah. really? I mean, I mean, somebody like somebody like Dan Raphael, and I like Dan. I'm not. I mean, I'm not a huge fan, but I like I like Dan. But somebody like Dan or Stephen A. Smith, and even Teddy Atlas is only going to say so much because he's not allowed to say the, say the things mm-hmm. that you and I say. Or say some of the things that other independent people, you know, and might you know say. What? This is actually why I came back. Because, like, everybody knows that like, I, I left the show anyway for a while. I came back right. because of this, actually. Because <laughs> I was like, huh, no one is really doing what they're supposed to be doing. <laughs> right. And, and, and I'm, dude, I, here. And I was more than happy to have you back because I like you as a person. But I was also so glad to have you back because you and I are always on the same page when it comes to this kind of bullshit. Like I want the, yes. the, 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 the I want the Split D Boxing Network and to that extent this show to be the antithesis of of, of what you get from Stephen A. Smith and from Max Kellerman's and from you know from 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 the big media corporations that have contracts people mm-hmm. contracts with these boxing promoters and these fighters there's a conflict of interest there you know Stephen A. Smith is a moron let's not let's not he doesn't know shit about know, boxing by the way at all he, 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 well yeah amazing. he's not a boxing guy but let's like let's let's not mince words here I'm not going to pull any punches on this show or ever it, you know Stephen A. Smith is, is an idiot and doesn't know mm-hmm. half as much uh, about boxing as you or I do you know what I mean? Separately or together, but mm-hmm. you know the the state of the state of boxing and it, it's 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 corporate media is awful right now. And I'm so glad you're back because you know I love these rants. I love telling it like it is. You know what I mean? So I mean I, I mean I don't even know what else to say about the the the, the Canelo. You know. Golovkin PED situation. I think the whole thing is a steaming pile of dog shit, and uh, I, I think there's a lot of collusion going on. You know what I mean? Uh, you're not going to hear Clearly. that. On any, you're not going to hear that from you know ESPN has an interest in Golden Boy or in protecting Golden Boy and its fighters because they have a series with them on Friday nights. You know, they're not mm-hmm. going to do the same thing with top rank. They're not going to piss all over Bob Arum or his stable of fighters because they have a deal with them too. So it's, you know, and HBO has, you know, ties and, and things like that with, with those networks too. So it's, you know, are those fighters and promoters. So it's, you know, I mean, boxing fans have to, you know, I, I don't want to toot our own horn here or my own horn uh, or toot yours for you. But I mean, where do you go outside of shows like this or, or other independent media, whether they're you know small or large, to get good boxing news. It's like it's like it's like uh, watching uh, if you turn on Fox News to get your news, or even any other news. It's 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 convenient to rip on Fox News, so I don't want to do that. But mm-hmm. like cor- corporate news, I mean, like one or two people own all five major media outlets in, in the United States. So if you really want to know what's going on in the United States, you have to go through foreign news. You have to go through independent news. You have to use the internet. You have to be crafty. You have to be critical. You know what I mean? And so, I mean, 
what are, what are your thoughts? I've ranted enough. I want to know what your thoughts are on all of this media, the situation, all of that. Well, you cover like the corporate media. So as far as like the boxing YouTube community or whatever they call themselves, a lot of them don't know what the fuck they're talking about at all. And that is a huge problem I have with that. They just, they don't bother researching anything. They basically act as fanboys to any boxer that they like. It's pretty fucking disgusting, honestly. It's weird. Yeah. And some of them get paid for it. <laughs> Shit, yeah. That's, that's the, yeah, I, yeah, they're basically porn. They're, they're the boxing equivalent of porn fluffers, man. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, I just I, I look at the I look at some of the stuff they have going on at, the, at those channels, and like you, I just scratch my head and shake it and ask myself, what the fuck is happening here? And then it, you get those fans. I got blocked, by the way. I meant to bring this up because it's relative to to this to this conversation. Uh, I got blocked on Facebook yesterday. Um, by uh, I won't mention that the page's name or the group's name. Um, they were commenting. They put a thing up on the the, the Lucas Brown uh, Dillian White weigh in picture, mm-hmm. and uh, I commented and said, you know, both of these guys, especially Brown, could stand a few stand to lose a few pounds. You know, I said, you know, he looks like he could be a fat cruiserweight, and you know, these guys these guys jumped all over me, Victor, and and just went nuts. You don't know what you're looking at. You've been watching boxing like what three months, and you know, and then they attacked me personally. The motherfucker has like a big ass gut patrol. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? They came after me with like ad hominem attacks. You know, all these logical fallacies, and were like, oh, you know, uh, you're you're a short balding old man, and blah blah blah. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And then they ended up blocking me, and and I wasn't even rude. All I was doing, and this was the point I was getting to, was trying to be. Like honest, I wanted to have honest discourse with other boxing fans because I love talking boxing, which is one of the reasons we do this show. It's you know what I mean. It's a it's a huge passion or love of mine. So it's like I wanted to engage with these people that I didn't know, and then I got pissed on and shit on, you know, for 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 my participation or for my efforts. And it's like I'm seeing that more and more on across social media, and especially. On on uh, shows that that HBO puts on the Showtime puts on that ESP, ESPN puts on. Um, I don't know. Have you listened to uh, some of the podcasts that come out of the big networks like that, where guys are doing what you and I are doing right now, but on a much larger and, and, and higher paid scale? Have you heard the Gosh, stuff that no. comes out of those guys? Uh, I I don't I, want that in my life. Yeah, I, it, you, in, that's that's a good response. I listen because I I listen because I I told my wife kind of the same thing. She's like, you should be listening to what everybody's doing. So even if it's you know they don't have anything that you want to do yourself, like you know I can't take any ideas or inspiration away from those other shows. She said at least you have something to complain about or to talk about or to bring up or you know something bad to point out to make a talking point out of. And oh god, the, the it's just it's 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 like listening to an HBO broadcast on a podcast. You know, it's it's these comparisons to all-time greats and, you know, kind of sweeping shit under the rug and, and make, you know, building BNC-level guys up to, to make it look like they're something. That, it's, it's like the PBC business model has infected the entire sport, and it's like one big festering wound, man. Like, I kid you not. So, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know where it's going or why it's going this way. I feel like the sport is kind of 
mm, pandering more and more to less 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 and less to guys like us and more and more to guys that visit those boxing channels that you had mentioned uh, just a few minutes ago uh, mm-hmm. would that would that be a fair assessment of kind of the state of the the, the sport or it's I don't think so I don't think they're actually like pandering to that group at all because they are a very small minority most people that like visit a channel that's like on YouTube or anything like that they are like a pretty hardcore boxing fan anyway I think the idea is to appeal to a casual market anyway, and the guys that go on those channels aren't the casual fan. I mean, if you think about it, the casuals will always make up the majority of anything because they're the casual fans. So that, I guess, is who you should cater to if you're trying to, like, maximize your profits. Sure, sure. Well, yeah, you want to reach the, you know, the broadest audience possible. But one of the the things that I learned, uh, you know, in running my own business was, you, one, you create a niche and exploit it, which boxing did a long time ago. Um, mm-hmm. But you also don't you you want to I mean you want to pull in new business, but you, in doing so you don't want to do things that yeah you alienate don't want to alienate that <laughs> yeah you don't yeah. want to alienate yeah, that yeah. baby for sure. I, I mean, my wife and I have made you know like everyone else does when they they start and, and operate a business for over a decade, especially in the beginning, you make decisions that sound real good or look good on paper sound real good when you're talking to each other over dinner or something and then when you put it into practice you know you you go what the fuck was i thinking you know what i mean you gotta you end up alienating the people that that are with you for a very specific reason or that love that one or those one or two things about you and then you got to backtrack really fast and you try to fix things now I, the problem in, when, when it comes to boxing is boxing doesn't change for the good or for the bad uh very quickly everything happens very slowly and you know, the sport kind of lags behind the rest of the world in terms of technology, mm-hmm. in terms of how it handles things. Um, so, you know, hopefully there'll be an upswing at one point. But, you know, I was really kind of, uh, I don't want to say reintroduced, but it was kind of brought back to the forefront of, of my brain um, when the, the, the Canelo thing happened, uh, or when those tests were, were made public and the news broke, had just how bad like the boxing community online is or can be and how bad the media is and like all of the collusion that's happening, you know, any, like, like I always tell people, like I, and I told Dan Raphael on Twitter today, I said, you know, he's, he's pumping the fight's not going to happen. The fight's not going to happen. I just said, Dan, follow the money. You know what I mean? <laughs> look, look, you know, the star of this fight has the backing of everybody in the business. The, you know, the champion, the middleweight champion of the world, you know, the people's champion, is the is the outsider in this fight? You know what I mean. He's not the big draw. You know he's not the he's not the corporate guy. You know no, no matter how well Tom Loeffler is is promoting him, he's not. And he probably never will be. Um, at, th- at least at this point, it's, it's a little late in the game. But you know, you follow the money, man. Follow, always follow the money. It, it's I know it sounds cynical and it might be negative to some people, but it, it's the truth. You know, so I don't know, man. I I, I was. You know, after a month, uh, after a month of just watching fights and not really engaging online or following the sport and take, constantly taking notes and sending myself screenshots of things for you and I to go over later, I jumped back into it a couple of days ago, or Friday night, Saturday morning, and was like, "What the holy hell is happening here?" I I I started asking myself, "Was it this bad when I when I you know went on went on hiatus or or did something happen between you know the end of uh, 
the end of uh, February and, and you know the end of March that changed the game. I, I still can't figure it out. So um, now, with that all said, Victor, um, was there anything else you wanted to cover? Uh, yeah. With regards to this, let me ask you a question. Sure. Do you think can well Canelo? Do you think Golovkin can actually back out of this fight as things stand right now? Hmm. That's a good question. I'm glad. I'm glad we didn't have a lot of notes for this show. Uh, our first show it worked out better this way, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. No. 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 I, I I like not knowing what's coming at coming at me sometimes because it it makes for a better broadcast. Um, and I'm not bringing that up to 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 misdirect the conversation. Um, I just thought it was a good point. I, um, to be honest with you, I don't think he can. Um, and I'll answer that. In, and I'll and I'll answer that in, in two parts. One, I think. One, I think. Part A, I don't think he can because, or I don't think he will. I should say because he wants the mm-hmm. money. Um, I know that uh, Golovkin is kind of the people's champ, and I still see him as that. I mean, he's that guy with hashtag belts matter, all the belts, you know. Oh, this guy's this guy's like Hagler. He's going for legacy. No, Golovkin's like everyone else, and that's okay. I'm not going to begrudge him or any other fighter for wanting to make a ton of fucking money. Make your money, Gennady. Make it. Raise your family. Retire. Retire and have a ton of money, you know, to invest or to, to live off of for the rest, you know, the next 40 to 50 years. Good for you. Jadica said it best, man. Jadica yeah. was like, my kids can eat those packs. My kids can't eat those yeah. packs. That's exactly how I yeah. see this shit. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, for me, for as a fan, as somebody who, who has the same passion for the sport that you do, Victor, you know, and for the people that listen to this show, they have, they share that passion with us. Uh, I want to see guys, you know, consolidate a division. I want an undisputed champion. I want a guy to dominate, and then I want a guy to to dominate that division for, for, you know, a decade before he retires or moves up or whatever. But that all said, that's the truth. I mean, this is a job for these guys, even if they love to fight. And Golovkin's an older guy, and um, I don't know if, you know, you've come in contact with guys that are his age or a little bit older where that passion or that desire to fight kind of gives way to, hey, I need to make a living or I don't want to do this anymore. I'm older. It's harder. Uh, you know that when the testosterone starts to drop, dude, and, and unfortunately for you, you know that uh, that's going to happen. And it's going to happen to every man out there. You know, I hate to see that happen in some respects. But when that T starts to drop, dude, I tell you, your desire for a lot of things, <laughs> and I mean a lot of things, doesn't go away completely, but it changes and it softens. It's it's you're not as competitive, you know. Uh, you don't have that mindset where it's, you know, I got to do this. I'm going to prove I'm a, it just, it just changes and you settle down a bit, but, or quite a bit. Um, but part B, um, uh, I don't think he can walk away from this fight. I think there's things that we probably don't know about in the contract that he signed, Mm -hmm. um, or that may, maybe after those tests were made public, Victor, that said, hey, we're going to give you this if you just go ahead with it. Don't worry about the mm-hmm. test. Mr. Bennett, Mr. Bennett's going to take care of that. Here's a little extra money to send your kid to college when he grows up. You know what I mean? Here's a little bit extra for this. Or, hey, you can have this when you're done. Or this car will be delivered on Friday. You know, and this is just hypothetical shit that I'm throwing out there. I don't know that this is the case. But this is how, this is how corruption works. This is how business works, even when it's legit. 
You know what I mean? It's, it's called greasing the wheels. You know what I mean? I do it all the time with my clients, and they do it with me. Hey, well, if I sign a year contract instead of six months, can you, can, can you or your wife give me a discount over here? Sure, of course. You know what I mean? Or, or hey, sign on for a year, and I'll make sure you're taken care of in this regard. Okay, you know, and I lock them in. And you know what I mean? It's not always dirty business, but it's business. You know what I mean? You, it's a case of I'll scratch my back if you scratch, you know, mine type of thing, or, you know, and vice versa. So can he walk away, Victor? I don't think so. I One, I don't think so. And two, I don't think he wants to walk away. Um, so uh, what are your thoughts? Pretty much the same as yours. I don't think he can walk away. I'm pretty sure if he did, they would do some fucked up shit to him, like, um, blackball him in the sport in some way, make it so that he's never going to win a fight, or just get him walled on like any type of negotiation deal. He definitely would not be able to fight in Las Vegas again. I know that. Right now, do you I, think? Do you think they would stop him like with uh, with uh, legal action? Uh, probably too. You know, that would keep I mean, him like, from fighting. Golden Boy. Yeah, Golden Boy has already came out and said like, well, based on what Golovkin has said, we're gonna take legal action on him. Just talking about how Canelo right. failed a fucking drug test and how he's probably been dirty. Like that's this is what we're dealing and, with here. And, and, yeah, and it's important to keep in mind. Uh, and I wanted to bring this up earlier, and I'm glad this came up now. That uh, Golovkin saying all those things, Golovkin has access to information, or likely has access to information, because he's an insider. He's directly involved with the fight that guys like you and I and maybe even some of the members of the media don't have or can't talk mm-hmm. about. That's very, yep. very important to remember. Um, so keep that in mind, you know, as this thing continues to unfold and, and kind of roll down the road towards May 5th or even possibly September, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, I think the fight's going to come off on May 5th. But, yep. uh, yeah, yeah, I agree, man. I don't think there's that, – and that was an awesome question, by the way. I don't think that Gennady can walk away from this, um, and I don't think he wants to. I mean, like you said, I think, what, this, is what, actually, I think this is actually making him consider retiring, too. I mean, he's already at that point where it's like, okay, I don't really know how well, much longer it, I have left in the sport based on, like, his age and shit. But, like, this sure. is probably the straw that brings the camels back. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I, I know a lot of people online are like, oh, he should just – walk away from this and, and pick up Saunders or pick up this or do that or do this, you know, go here, go there type of thing. And it's like, that sounds good. And, and I get worked up too. It's like, yeah, let, let's go for Saunders or let's, let's do this. Let's do that. And it's like, wait a minute, all the money on the line, you know, the focus is so, there's so much focus on uh, Canelo Alvarez and the PEDs and, and Vada, you know, and, and all the corruption surrounding that, that we don't, Nobody really stops to think about Golovkin and what his team might be dealing with or, or might have to be, you know, might have uh-huh. to deal with or be contractually obligated to deal with. <laughs> if you want to look at, like, what Canelo or Golovkin's team has had to deal with, just look at the first fight, man. Look at the judges, the referees, the hand wraps. Look at that shit. And that's just what yeah. we know about. That's the thing. That's just what we know about. Right. Now, here's a question for you, Victor, pertaining to this, too. Um do you think that uh, what or what do you think this says about Golovkin that he wants the fight to move forward whether he uh whether Canelo is uh actually using PEDs or not do you think is that a is that a sign of confidence or is that going back to what we were just talking about a sign of him not being able to walk away from the fight legally 
I think it's everything. It's confident. It shows that he's a warrior. It shows that he also probably can't leave if he wanted to. I mean, Golovkin's always seemed like the type of guy just to deal with shit as it comes to him anyways. Like, all right, whatever. Because this probably isn't – let's say Canelo is dirty. This isn't the first dirty fire that Golovkin would have fought anyway. And right. we're assuming that he was on something, he being Canelo, was on something in the first fight, and Golovkin won that fight pretty clearly. So it's like, all right, this is just going to be the same thing as last time. Whatever. Fuck it. Right. <laughs> I mean, you're t- we're, we're talking, like you were saying, Canelo has all the advantages. And Golovkin, after, even after the first fight, Golovkin still wants to go forward with this fight, regardless of what, what the tests say. So, And he even Golovkin has said that he thinks uh, Alvarez is a dirty fighter and was in their first fight. So, um, you know, <laughs> I mean, it, it says a lot about the guy. I'm just, my 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 asking of the question was more to... To you, or was more to find out if, if you thought maybe he just couldn't walk away from the fight because obviously there's a lot of confidence coming from from uh, the Golovkin side of the street on this. I mean, I mean, God, if somebody told me, "Hey, dude, this guy's playing," you know, this guy's got weights in his, his racquetball racket and he's using loaded balls and he gets to do this and he gets to do that and he's having his people install the wood in the court and blah 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 on and on and on and then told you know. I would be like, I don't want to fucking play with you, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, now, then again, if, if they said, well, hey, dude, you can, we want you to play a match against this guy in three sets, and we're going to pay you, you know, $100 million to, you know, hey, we're going to install this, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, but it's okay. You know, you, we think you're a good player. You know, I don't have a lot of money, and I have six kids, so it would be like, well, hey, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> Maybe I'll get in there and play, you know what I mean? Maybe I don't, you know, maybe I don't, maybe I don't need to play five times a year to do it. I'm just going to jump in there, you know, being rusty. You know what I mean? So I, mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those things. It's like, there's a lot of moral outrage on Twitter, which, which I get. I like that to a degree because I want a clean sport and I like, I like stand up people. I like people that stand up for what they believe in. But at the same time, I mean, life is fucking hard, dude. And you need a lot of shit to live comfortably. So, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I, I Golovkin's got his critics saying, you know, oh, you should be tested. You should walk away. But wait a minute. Not so fast. Because I, I'm in that camp, too. I was like, walk away, Gennady. Walk away. You know, take a moral stand. You know, show, show him who's boss. You know, you're the champ. But then it's like you ask me a question like that. And you're the first one to ask me a question, um, aside from my wife. You know, and it's like, well, yeah, you know, let's let's stop and think about this. Put yourself in Golovkin's shoes. You know, if if that was even 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 down at our level, where we're, we're just, you know, you and I are blue collar guys, just working mm-hmm. to make, you know, to make ends meet. If somebody's, you know, if somebody said, hey man, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay you three hundred grand a year, which is good money, you know, compared yeah. to what I get now. Okay, yeah, I think I'm gonna make some concessions here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't don't you know to the people that might be defending Golovkin, you know, or, or are critical of Golovkin for not walking away, even if he legally can, you know, that's a lot of fucking money to walk away from. And even if I knew, hey, you know what, the deck stacked against me, I'm going to get knocked out because he's he's using and the judges are there and everything else is in place. Ah, you know, I think I'm going to take the knockout. You know what I mean? It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's sad, but that's that's the world we live in, Victor. It's, it's you know, it's it's not that... You know, in an ideal world, these guys would stand up and go, "Yeah, fuck you," and throw both thing, throw both birds up and walk away and do the right thing. But I mean, damn, you know, how do you, how do you do that? And even if you want to, 
like you said, can he walk away? You know, I, I, I don't know. You know, and we'll never know. Guys like us will never know whether he can or not. But we know how the business of boxing works. So, yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think on that. I think this could end up as an interesting story. Like twenty years from now, if Golovkin ends up getting a book post or some shit like that, just title it yeah. the bullshit in the Canelo fight. We, well, well. Uh, speaking of uh, Panama Lewis and Bill, the Billy Con situation. Uh, I don't know if you were, because uh, you, you're a younger guy, it was a, several years back, uh, HBO had a uh, a documentary on that entire, like, thing that documented what happened and, like, the fallout, and, and the guy came out and said, uh, I forget the, 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 the guilty guy's name that was wearing the wraps, you know, and he Billy did the Collins same thing. Collins. I, yeah, 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 Billy Collins, I didn't know, I didn't know, uh, I didn't know, uh, that they were wrapping my hands. He came out and, and basically threw his trainer under the bus and good for him and said, no, I knew this is how it went down. This was the plan and blah, blah. And he went and tried to apologize to the guy's family. And, you know I mean? It was a really, it was a heartbreaking documentary, but it was completely and utterly fascinating. And it was, it was very, as a fan of, of boxing, I, I don't want to say liberating, but it was, it was very uplifting to, to see somebody who had worn loaded wraps or loaded gloves and knew about it come out and expose everything that had gone on and try to mm-hmm. try to make amends for it as well. It was really really good. Um, I, I wish I could remember the name of it because I, I would if I could find it I'll, I'll send the link to it. Uh, in the ring, I think, because I googled this yeah, yeah, a while back. It, that's it. mentioned it. That's it. I don't remember what year it aired, but I, I don't think it was in this. It, if it was in this decade, it was really early. Um, so I wasn't sure if you were old enough to remember it because teenagers are busy with other things. But um, yeah, I was out but, getting uh, pussy. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not so old that I've forgotten what those days were like. But you know, even though I was a hardcore boxing guy at, at 15, 16, 17, I had a lot of other things on my mind. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's like you know. Uh, but yeah, I would love to see that happen if 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 you know. Gennady's what nine years younger than me, so if I, I I hope I live long enough to see I would love to see something like that be able to happen to him. Publish a book or put something online or go through a network and say, you know, I knew this, this, and this was happening, and here's how, and boom. Yeah, I would love to see. I love it when stuff like that comes out because dude, it would be amazing. And, yeah, and it would be doubly amazing for me because we deal we live in an era where information is presented so quickly, and there's very little journalism going on anymore. It's it's guilty, 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 or innocent, innocent, innocent. And mm-hmm. there's this fanboyism where it's my guy's innocent. You can't, blah, blah, blah. You know, you know what I'm getting at? And it's like mm-hmm. when this stuff comes out, it's like I fucking told you, dude. You should have known better. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like and and it, and it it puts the spotlight back on the sport or you know whatever sport it is or whatever organization it is that was guilty of wrongdoing. It it, it It'll it it makes you stick take a step back and go you know this stuff does happen this is really happening out there you know what I mean it's 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 you know like 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 those horrible school shootings you know you go for a few weeks or a few months nothing happens everybody forgets moves on with their lives then it happens again not that it's a good thing but it's good in the the respect that hey we have a problem here what are we gonna do about this you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So so hopefully, you know, 
that kind of thing will happen moving forward. But you're right; it's got to happen when guys are old and you know they're <laughs> they're far removed from their their business ties to the sport and to other types of ties that are you know uh, unfortunately associated with with the sport we love. But uh, yeah, man, I don't I don't know what else to say about it. I I'm sure that you and I will talk about this next week. And in the weeks to come, and when, yeah, and next week me, there's going to be well, something else, some new development well, that'll happen. Well, well, let's see, let's see. April 10th is not next week, but it's the week after that. So let's see. April 10th is a Tuesday, Victor. Uh, our show will be uh, April. The, the our show will be April 15th. So we may have to do, depending on what is or isn't said uh, at the. Uh, uh, Nevada Athletic State Commission uh, Council meeting or whatever that hell that thing is on the yeah, whatever bullshit they come up with. Yeah, yeah. You and I are probably we'll, we'll probably have to work it so that we can come on the air, if not immediately following it, uh, you know, within a day or two after, because I, I don't want to wait until Sunday yeah, or even Saturday naturally. to talk about what happens. Um, so yeah, man. Do you have anything else to add to this? And that's about it. We covered pretty much everything. And then, like, for the next show, we can talk about, like, recap the fights that happened, like the Joshua and the Pavetkin shit. Because we didn't talk about that one at all, but, like, that's not – I mean, like, yeah, yeah, I'm well, interested in, but Pavetkin's, like, 38. And this is more important, yeah. honestly, so. Yeah, oh, yeah, and this was even, – even weeks ago when, when this broke, or last week when it broke, uh, I thought, man, I've got – I've still got some time before I go back on the air, before you and I get back into the swing of things. I thought, man, that's going to consume an entire show, even if it's old news to the rest mm-hmm. of the boxing public because there's so much to say. And I know as soon as I end the show, I'm going to go, Oh my God, I forgot this, this, and this. And this, and this. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. I said like, shit, man, I probably forgot to mention some things. Yeah. But, but like I said, man, you know, not to be redundant, but you know, the, with the thing coming up on the 10th, there's, we're going to have a whole new set of things to talk about, to bitch about, to rant about, and to, to, you know, to go crazy over. So, uh, I, we kind of have to wait until then, or in, you know, unless something comes out before that, which I highly doubt. I think they're going to hold on to everything until then, um, and anything relevant after that that contradicts whatever the the uh, Nevada Athletic mm-hmm. State Commission says. You know what I just thought about? What's that? Can Canelo even be tested right now? Because he is technically suspended. So would that mean that he's not getting tested? Like I feel like they wouldn't do anything That's like that question. egregious, but they're. I, I think a suspended fighter should be tested. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Naturally, you would think that, but I mean, fuck, this is what we're dealing with. So I could see them just going around like, fuck it, hey, man, he's suspended. He doesn't have to take a test. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. I would God. love to yeah, get can... somebody with, like, Vada and just, like, have them confirm how this works. Because <laughs> that sounds man. like it's something up to the uh, Nevada State Athletic Commission. Well, I, actually, let's do this. I'll look into that. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you want, you can too. And then we can get together and compare notes. And if there's something, you know, that we need to say to say about it, we can always come back on the air with another, you know, another even short episode. Um, Good plan. But I'll, uh, yeah, I'll do I'll do some digging, man. And uh, you know, that way we can give our listeners a little bit more information. Uh, it never hurts to be more informed or more more educated on anything. So uh, let's do that. Let's do that. Um, I guess. With that said, there really isn't too much more for you and I to go over, at least on this episode. Uh, I knew this episode would be a little bit rusty, um, a little bit discombobulated, at least on my end. Um, but I'll go ahead and wrap it up uh, for now, unless you had anything else to add, man. Did you want to? Did you want to do that? 
Nah, covered pretty much everything. Did good work today. Right. Cool, cool, cool. Well, it's good to be back. Um, and if you are out there listening, no matter when you listen, uh, thank you for hanging in there with us. We were gone for, what, three or four weeks. I lost count uh, with sick kids and a wife that had surgery and everything else you can imagine that sucks. So, uh, But the Loaded Gloves Boxing Podcast is back permanently now. Um, and that will do it for episode 17 of the podcast. Um, so for, let's see, I'm a little rusty on my outro as well. Uh, if you like what you heard today, uh, you can follow, uh, split D boxing on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash split D boxing. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, at split D boxing. You can follow Victor on Twitter at, at seven, five, seven Vic. That's V I C. And uh, you can visit SplitDBoxing.com. And if you are so inclined to do so, you can support the greater Split D Boxing Network on Patreon by visiting Patreon.com forward slash Split D Boxing. So for myself, your host, Scott Jarvis, and my co-host, Victor Atkinson. uh, Oh, my God. I was going to say my name again. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week or sooner. Baba Booey to you all.